Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard. This day on Your Utah, we are bringing you scenic highways or scenic drives. I love scenic drives. In the Wasatch area. Yeah, uh, that is the best. For me, Taylor, nothing beats just a big, long drive. Especially when it's getting a little cold out and you can just stay in your car. Yeah, <laughs> with like yeah. Some hot chocolate and the heater on. Get the heater music. cranked. Well, let's start with you. You took a drive recently. Yeah, yeah. So we we actually have a book that kind of gave us this idea of scenic drives around the area, and this was the closest one. Okay. Um. So you take eighty out and you uh, take the exit for Tooele. Go okay. through Tooele, which I had never been there. It's a lot, but a lot bigger than I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a couple of communities that kind of run together, but uh, Tooele's got a great little main street right there. It's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um, and then you turn uh, by the golf course, and you take Middle Canyon, Middle Canyon Road up. Okay. And it gets it gets so beautiful within the first couple of minutes of driving on that road. Really? Like there were people, there were so many cars pulled off doing family photos, especially with all the fall colors right yeah. there. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, just within the first couple minutes and then you keep going and then you, you lose all the, the crowds because no one wants to drive that far up Yeah, because it's so beautiful right there. What's, you know, there's not a whole lot of incentive, especially if you live in Tooele, you you know, just so you're driving. There. So you so you've driven up into the mountains that are between Tooele and Salt Lake. Yes. So you're driving back towards the Salt Lake Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we okay. we went around. What's the mountain range called? The Ochre Mountains. Ochre Mountains. So yeah. we went around it, and then went through Middle Canyon. Took that up to the. There's this uh, scenic parking lot that kind of is the peak, and then from there you can either go back down or go up this dirt road, which is four by four only. Okay. Or um, four-wheel drive. Okay. And at the top of that, you get to Clipper Peak, which overlooks the uh, the mine and all of Salt Lake. Really? It is. It's astonishing. So how much of the mine can you see? All of it. Well, not all of it, but, but you can a see whole lot. Down into you it? You can see down into it. It's, it's massive. So then I went on to Google Maps and did the satellite view, and it is just crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And the thing about those mountains is that from Salt Lake, you know, I had never been over there. They just looked like dirt hills. Yeah, you don't get a real sense of them as being the spectacular mountainous beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like up at the top? Was it just a lot of sagebrush and stuff, or what was kind oh, of? Oh no, the... there are aspens. There's pines. It's a full-on forest. It's beautiful. 
And when we went up there, it was in the evening. So these this fog kind of rolled in, um, like a misty fog with the sunset. It was very mystical. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's paved up to the lookout point. Yeah. But if you want to keep going past that, you're on dirt. Yeah. If you want to get to Clipper Peak, you have to honestly don't even try it without four-wheel drive because there also gets snow up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. there's there's snow there already, but they keep the, the drive pretty clear. Well, in this time of year, you got to watch out for pretty, pretty ice. Careful. Yeah, you got to be really careful. If it if it looks like it hasn't been plowed, when you get up into those areas, because a lot of those roads they don't maintain mm-hmm. during the winter, yeah. and uh, the signage isn't always great. Mm-hmm. And I've been in a couple situations where I've wondered, is this a road that just hasn't been plowed, or is this a road that will never be plowed? Yeah, and you kind of have to at that point, in my mind. Just turn around and go back mm-hmm. because that's how people get stuck. And we hear yeah. new stories, you know, families going out for a Sunday drive <laughs> yeah. and then they get in a road and they think, oh, it'll clear up, mm-hmm. but it's not going to clear up till April. No, realistically or March. So there's yeah, danger be there. Careful. Yeah, there's danger there. But but you were there just recently. Yeah. And there was snow up there. And actually it had snowed that day. And if you want to get out of your car and do things, we actually saw a car that had snow on it, which had meant they either went on a long hike or went overnight camping out there, backpacking. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That'd be really nice. Just and then, camping, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also on the way down, there's some trails that you can definitely see are for hiking or biking or, you know, just very beautiful overlooks in the canyon. So did you come all the way back down into the Salt Lake Valley that way? Yep. That's cool. Yeah. And then what do you you end up in I think a town called Lark? Oh uh, yeah. Does that Lark. sound familiar? Yeah, we used to go motorcycling out there. <laughs> yeah. That's where we were. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that long. Like from the time we left Salt Lake City and did, you know, all the way around eighty to Willa over the canyon and we spent a lot of time at that peak too. Mm-hmm. It was probably a two hour round trip thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. That was after work. So piece of cake you back sunset uh, up there and head back into town that's great well that's a good recommendation all right when we come back i've got another recommendation it's going to take you a little longer than two hours but it still keeps you in the area and i think it's beautiful but it's beautiful for some very very different reasons so taylor's yours had a lot of natural beauty and great wonderful scenery Mine's yeah, but a, mine is very natural. <laughs> yeah, right. well, amazing scenery, <laughs> yeah. if not totally 100% natural. But uh, mine is uh, cool for a different reason. We'll talk about it when we come back. Welcome back to Your Utah. I'm Ethan Millard here with Taylor Powers. We are bringing you some information on some of the great things that you can do here along the Wasatch Front in your free time with your family, with your friends. We try and bring you a variety of cool things to go out and do. Today it is awesome drives. So Taylor brought us the drive. It takes you out to, along I-80, out to Tooele, and then up over the mountains back into the Salt Lake Valley, which seems like a great a great one, you know, weather permitting. And uh, mine keeps you on tarmac the whole way, but it really, really is wonderful. And I actually discovered this drive recently when I drove one of the support vehicles for the amateur portion of the Tour of Utah. So the Tour of Utah, at one of the stages, they do the what's called the Ultimate Challenge, and they just let whoever come in and ride the course several hours ahead of the professional riders. So they start the course at like 5 o'clock in the morning. 
and you write it. And then you just have to be cleared by the time, mm-hmm. you know, the pros come through <laughs> and write it. But it's really a cool event. And so uh, Tour of Utah provides some support, and I got to drive one of those vehicles. And so for the first time ever, I kind of drove this course. So this is this roughly mirrors one of the stages of this year's Tour of Utah, which was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, and Taylor, they choose the stages of the Tour of Utah often for their scenic beauty. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, and if you're going to do it in Utah, make it a beautiful part of Utah. Heaven knows we have the less beautiful parts. (laughs) Might as well bring in people and show them the nice side. That's right. Showcase the good one. So this is what I recommend. I got got it pulled up here on Google Maps. So this is what I recommend. Now, the the first part of this is not that great, Mm -hmm. but you kind of got to go all the way up there. And that is you just head north up to Weber Canyon. Okay, and you can you know you take I fifteen to eighty nine to get up there, but you head up Weber Canyon, and then you and then you cut to the right once you get through the mountains there, and you just make that drive down through Peterson, Morgan, Croydon, Hennifer. This is Highway eighty four, and you just start following it through these amazing mountain towns. Now at one point you're going to hit I eighty. Ignore I eighty. <laughs> you're going to hit I eighty at uh, at Echo. There is, you don't have to get on I-80. You can dodge I-80 completely and stay on the Echo Dam Road and then take it around. And you start driving through Colville, Hoytsville, Wanship. And these are, if you've never been up there, Taylor. I have not. These are awesome, awesome towns. And it is cool to drive right through them. And they're functional towns? Yeah, yeah. People live there. Nice. There are a lot of the old historic buildings mm-hmm. are there and you can see them. Many of them are boarded up. I mean, the I-80 runs right through, right along a bunch of these. And one of the problems that these towns have had is before the interstate system, you had to drive through the town, which was business for these towns. Mm-hmm. And now I-80 kind of cuts them off. So the trick is don't drive along I-80 because you'll still kind of drive through these towns, Mm -hmm. but you won't see them. You'll just drive through the fields near the town. Cut off their water supply and now they don't make money anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, you drive through there and you can kind of see some of the some of the cool stuff going on. A lot of them, uh, there's some kind of new life being breathed into them because uh, that area of the state west or pardon me, east of Park City is starting to grow very quickly. You know, Camus and Oakley and things like that. And so, you know, some of that's starting to trickle over into these towns as well. You can see how some some of the buildings start to be bought up and refurbished and stuff like that. But it is so amazing because the scenery is beautiful. But driving through these towns and you just they're like pearls on a on a necklace. You drive through one and then you drive through the other and they're. They're gorgeous. They're amazing. And you just loop it all the way around. And then you can kind of choose how far you want to go. I recommend taking it all the way. So you can kind of keep going, get down to Wanship. You can follow along Rockport Reservoir and hit Pioa, Oakley, Marion, Camas. So you go through that Camas Valley. There's beautiful. And then you can bring it all the way back around towards uh, Heber. And it's just I mean, it's astonishing. You just drive through, and you can stop, stop for burgers, because a, a lot of these little towns have their own kind of little burger stands mm-hmm. that it still survive, amazingly. <laughs> so you can stop and grab a bite to eat, and it's just really cool. And the good thing about this is that the, these are roads that are going to be clear year-round as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not on any dirt roads. These are 
in use constantly. They're not. They're not. Uh, they won't be difficult. So. So what's the round trip on this Salt Lake to Salt Lake? Oh man, I will. I bet this is this is the better part of your day. I bet. I mean, you'll you spend. I mean, especially if you stop and. Well, let me. You know what? Let me. I, you know what would be we cool can do too, this. Hold on a because this is going to be a longer drive. I'm sure somewhere one of those towns has a pretty neat bed and breakfast or a little hotel to make it a weekend trip. Do half of it, stop in one of these cute little towns, and really explore it. Get out and immerse yourself in it. And- you know what? That is actually a really a good idea. And you know what you ought to do is you ought to check out Airbnb. True. Because all through this area are really beautiful cabin neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And those could be really cool options. You'll find someone homes. who's renting their cabin out for, you know, 50 or 100 bucks mm-hmm. and then crash there. And that could be amazing. All right, let's see if let's see if Google Maps is going to play ball here. Let's say if we go all the way to Heber and we take oh, let's see if it's going to let us and some of these Airbnbs these days are getting very extravagant where they'll have not only their house, but they'll have a car for you to use or a yeah. side-by-side for you to use or, you know, all these different perks and, and amenities that makes it so much more worthwhile than just a hotel. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Well, it looks like you're going to go faster than I thought. So if you just if you're just driving that, if you're just making that drive... And you're already at Weber Canyon. So from Weber Canyon down to Heber, you're looking at about an hour and a half if you don't stop. So you add on the distance to get from Heber back into Salt Lake Mm -hmm. and from Salt Lake up to Weber. So, yeah, you're looking at... Probably four hours. Three to yeah, three and a half or four hours, something Mm -hmm. like that. With time spending, getting out of the car, taking pictures, eating. Yeah, so you, you should spend a day. And it really is worth it. Stop, take pictures, enjoy it, explore. If you see a business that's open, stop there, you know. Give them your money. Yeah, just, at least just check it out. Yeah, and this seems like a great great thing for this fall that we, the beautiful fall fall that we're in right now, mm-hmm. or even for winter. Yeah. I, yeah. Might, I might plan this for a winter weekend. Oh, yeah, it'd be beautiful in the mm-hmm. winter. Yeah, for sure. Get up there, and some of the some of the cabin areas they get cut off in in the winter time, but there's still plenty to see and do, places to stay. So, all right. Well, you hear it from us, your Utah. Make sure that you check out these scenic drives. Maybe check your tire pressure, and uh, you know, make sure your tires aren't bald either before you do these. Yeah. And go enjoy your Utah.